Welcome to Radio KAL, the Superman podcast brought to you by supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman site in the world. This is show number 34, released on October 31st, 2007. I'm Steve Eunice, and with me is Neil Bailey. Hi, Neil. Hey, Steve. What you going to be for Halloween? Uh, we don't really do Halloween here in Australia, although it is catching on a little bit with the younger kids. Uh, it's nowhere near as big a deal as it is in the U.S. Oh, that's too bad, but at least you get to TP some houses for some holiday, right? Uh, no, I can't say we do TP, but uh, Christmas is uh, a big deal for houses decorating here, but uh, no TP there. Crazy. Who, me or you? Oh, I don't know. I just, I just can't imagine no Halloween. It's my favorite holiday next to the 4th of July, but I know you guys don't have that one. Yeah, no, uh, we have Australia Day in January, which is uh, probably our 4th of July equivalent, but uh, I think I'd enjoy Halloween. Uh, it's uh, something that I think I could really get into. Uh, maybe I'll come spend it with you in the U.S. one year. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, it's a good excuse to eat candy either way. Yeah, well, I don't need an excuse to eat candy, but... Uh, okay, let's let's get into the Superman talk. Um... Let's see, what topics do we have today? Uh, movies. Movie news seems to be the uh, hottest topic lately. Uh, let's start with the Justice League movie news. Uh, as we record this show in late October, I'm hearing that we'll get an announcement any day now, an official announcement for casting uh, of the characters for the Justice League movie. Uh, so what do you think of that? Yeah, it's crazy. Who would have ever thought that the JLA would have casted before the next Superman movie? Yeah, well, the uh, WB seem to uh, really want to make this a priority uh, with a lineup of spin-off movies already mapped out for The Flash, Green Lantern, and uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see if another Superman movie is, uh, is uh, going to be coming after the Justice League movie, which I think it is. Yeah, and uh, I never thought I'd see one in my lifetime, actually. Yeah, well, it did seem beyond the realm of possibility for a Justice League movie to happen. Uh, let's just hope they get it right and don't rush it too much, like some fans are concerned about. But uh, while official word on the, the casting will soon come, uh, there's been plenty of rumours about uh, who fans and uh, industry insiders think will star in, in, in the different roles. Uh, Superman and Wonder Woman seem to be the hottest roles in regards to the rumour yeah, people are passionate to the point of insanity about who's right or wrong. I know that the person they pick isn't going to be who uh, 999 out of 1,000 predicted, and, and you can bet at least 800 of those guys will be on the message boards raising hell once they're announced, but uh, let me urge you all to keep calm, do not commit suicide, no riots, no violence, <laughs> it is still at the core of things a movie, and just a movie. Yeah, wise words indeed. Uh, let's see, uh, there was Englishman Rupert Evans... Uh, rumoured for the Superman role, but uh, that proved false, thank goodness. Uh, Australian actress Teresa Palmer seems to be a popular name for the role of Wonder Woman, and even uh, Australian model Megan Gale has been mentioned. And while I think she looks the part, I didn't know that she could act. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious as to why they're going with the Omax. Not that I'm complaining. I really dig them in their story. Um, but typically in these kind of movies, they stick with, you know, these big guns that you can hit the blunt and obvious people with, the stupid stick, you know, like, look, giant robot, smash, Lex Luthor, Joker, we understand these concepts. And Omax are subtle, as is the whole Max Lord an angle. Yeah, well, uh, it might be that uh, Omax allow the Justice League to have some infighting as seen in the OMAX story from the comics uh, not too long ago, and uh, Hollywood seems to love the idea of having the heroes come to blows with each other with all these versus movie ideas, but uh, 
Now, if you can believe the reports uh, about leaked script pages, supposedly there's a uh, a funeral scene early in the Justice League movie with uh, many fans speculating that uh, Barry Allen will die, leaving room for Wally West to become the Flash during the movie. Yeah, it's reassuring. They're actually touching on the comic book stories, like Barry Allen dying and Wally West replacing him. I, I, I dig that. I really, I didn't, I, I didn't expect it, and I really dig it. Yeah, well, uh, as for the proposed Superman sequel. Uh, you'll recall that Michael Doherty and Dan Harris were reported as not returning to pen the sequel to Superman Returns, which uh, leaves it open for other writers to submit their ideas to Warner Brothers. Locusts! Rivers of blood! The world is ending! Oh, hail Lois! Wait, wait. The movie is still happening, isn't it? Yes, there's, uh, there's no way that Warner Brothers won't do another Superman movie, uh, but just what that movie will be about is anyone's guess. Mark Miller... Uh, famous comic book writer wanted badly to write the film, uh, pitching a three-movie saga to Warner Brothers, but because of his alignment with uh, Marvel Comics, uh, Warner Brothers passed on the idea. Um, he, I just think that you know it was just too big a connection between him and Marvel for, for Warner Brothers to, to take him on. Um, I know the guys from Starkville House of L podcast uh, submitting a pitch to the powers that be. Uh, maybe we should throw our hat in the ring and... Uh, See what we can come up with. I mean, you've got the writing prowess. Oh, yeah, and I'd love to. I mean, I have some really good ideas, and we're going to try and do just that. But uh, it'd take a small miracle, though. Don't don't be afraid to write letters, people. <laughs> yeah, well, well, there's no harm in trying. Uh, we'll keep everyone posted uh, on our attempts and, and what we find out. But uh, let's uh, move on to TV talk. Uh, you've been giving Smallville Season 7 a mixed bag of ratings so far in your reviews. Uh, seems it started on a high note and uh, quickly went downhill for you. Yeah, yeah, the first two episodes had a lot of potential and mythos, and you got introducing Supergirl in a different and interesting way. Uh, then it kind of became Thirst slash Spell, the sequel, being Dean Kane in conflicted plot hole land, and now we've got guest actresses with big hoo-hoos who can't act out of a paper bag while taking pot shots at critics. Way to go, guys. <laughs> I don't know, but I hear there's mythos coming up, so I, uh, I have some hope. Yeah, I've seen the, the first few episodes of season, season 7, and... Uh they seem to want to get to the Superman Destiny stuff, but uh, they seem to be stumbling on how to do that properly. And uh, I see uh, just announced, uh, well, we actually got the scoop that uh, Mark McClure will be uh, making a guest appearance later this season. Yeah, Jimmy! And they're talking about other major characters too. Yeah, it seems everyone everywhere wants uh, more Kryptonians. Um, I can't believe how easy it was for Kryptonians to travel to Earth in Smallville. Uh, it does beg the question, though, uh, once they're here uh, with superpowers and all, why would they ever go back? Yeah, it's the same problem I'm running into with UTX Kryptonian Empire. Yeah, uh, why complicate matters? I, don't, I just don't understand it. Uh, Krypton was going to explode. Jarell used an experimental rocket as a desperate measure to send his son away for a chance to live, and he ended up on Earth. It's so much more poetic that way. Yeah, and, and you know, one could argue, but what about the mythos? You know, you know, if they'd want to say what happened to other Kryptonians. But my counter is that to that is that there's plenty of time before Krypton exploded to explore, yeah. and there's nothing stopping communication. Um, uh, or characters from the DCU, you know, that that'd be another way to explore things that are, that are just as powerful. If you if you need power as some kind of uh, story drive, but that that is as long as you're not doing ex machina Martian Manhunter like on Smallville, which he's ill defined to say the least. Yeah, it just does seem a bit bizarre to me. Um, exactly what they're doing from with characters from Metropolis, uh, they seem 
to not be able to think up enough material to keep Clark busy in Smallville, so they keep bringing in characters and situations from his future, and now also from his past. Krypton and Metropolis are both invading Smallville. Yeah, they've done, they've done the Bilbo Baggins metaphor. On his 111st birthday, he's like a piece of bread with two little brothers spread thin, and Smallville was a four-year show, essentially. Max, you know, with the story that they had to tell, and here they are seven years in without any major character progression. It's, it's no wonder the ideas are recycled. Yeah, okay. Well, you mentioned Kurt Busiek before about uh, when discussing extra Kryptonians. Uh, did you want to elaborate on why you're not liking uh, all this about the third Kryptonian story? It's kind of it's kind of the whole run leading up to this, and this particular story is just another nail in the coffin for me. Basically, like my review said, I'm just not fond of the idea of pet characters, and I thought that the execution was flawed on a few levels for the third Kryptonian story. Um, characters act irrationally, like Karsta bashes Soups despite knowing who he is and his benign intentions and his history, and Busiek really hasn't broken out of the characters that aren't his own in the run. I don't particularly like the idea of further diluting the Kryptonian uniqueness either. I mean, we're heading into Super Pets territory here. You got Surreal, Supergirl, the Burn Era Supergirl, Power Girl, Crypto, Kingdom Come Superman, Superboy Prime, Cyborg Superman, and now Karsta and, and Chris. And, and like I typically say, I'm open to any story. I really am, so long as it justifies it, even if it does really crazy things. But so far, there's very little unique about Karsten to me. It seems like a Star Wars slash Star Trek slash Battlestar Galactica ripoff. And Amorak as a nemesis doesn't really justify it for me. He's kind of boring. Yeah. Plus, plus I mean, hey, yeah, we're, we're, we're already having plenty of strong female Kryptonian characters. So there's, there's, and and I'm, I'm all about introducing strong female characters, but we haven't explored the fact that Clark now has a freaking son, you know, and nobody's doing anything with that. Yeah, I was just about to say, plus we have an adopted son, but uh, for anyone not reading the comics, uh, that's what's going on, um, and I must say I was a bit bemused by this whole Krypton as an empire thing. Um, I like the idea of Kryptonians never having been off-world, or at least beyond their own solar system, i.e. nowhere beyond their red sun. Uh, it just doesn't make sense for there to be so few Kryptonians in the universe. Remember, the auctioneer seemed surprised to find three on Earth. Uh, if at one point in time there were, you know, they were roaming all over the place. Yeah, I don't know. I, I get the feeling that I'm crazy because people love to give a guy grief for having an opinion. You know, like when I write my review and you get the nasty comments. But I found most of what Busiek's doing to be subpar for me, uh, and and people seem to really like it. I don't get it. I'm usually you know semi on the pulse. Mm. But uh, a couple of really vehement fans took a few pot shots at me for having the audacity not to like the run. And for the first time since I started reviewing for the site, I kind of get the feeling that I'm not liking something a bunch of other people are. So feel free. If you get this run and I'm missing something big about character or plot, feel free to shoot me a line and tell me what I'm missing because I'm honestly confused. Everything seems to be pretty one-note and plot-driven to me, even this third Kryptonian arc. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, there's uh, Jeff Johns and Dick Donner doing the uh, Escape from Bizarro world. Uh, I actually enjoyed this storyline. Uh, Bizarro is always a fun character, but... Uh, the story did have its problems, and probably the worst thing for me was the fact that the Bizarro speak didn't seem to stay consistent throughout the story, uh, which made it kind of difficult to understand what was being said or meant. Yeah, that was that was my biggest problem too, actually. And and I can't fault Johns for going next to Morrison's Bizarro and coming up lacking, though admittedly I usually go for Johns far more than Morrison. But uh, like I said in the review, I think it was if Johns bombs even a six-issue arc or a 12-issue arc, he's still more over-the-plate 
you know, in terms of everything else I've seen from him. So it's why I'm obsequious when I'm knocking his issue, whereby you get someone like Joe Casey or Chuck Austin or even now Busiek. I go in with both guns blazing because it's like a dartboard, you know. <laughs> Statistically speaking, you should really hit the bullseye at some point just by chance, and then you got Johns who's hitting the bullseye every time, and then one goes and hits a wall, you're like, oh, okay, no biggie. Yeah, and, and how good was that art? Uh, I think that's probably what I enjoyed most about the Bizarro story. Yeah, the art was insanely good. I mean, I just started a few months ago to read The Goon in trade form, and I really fell for Powell, particularly after seeing his malarkey and shenanigans in San Diego But uh, at the uh, at the Eisner Awards. But I'm going to miss him here locally at Comic Book Inc. in a few weeks for uh, Wizard World Texas, which kills me because I really wanted to meet him. Yeah, uh, okay, before we finish up our chat, um, I just wanted to touch on the new video report we've started doing called The Speeding Bulletin. Ah, yes, with the awesome graphic. You really make me sound mellifluous. <laughs> I love it. Uh, each week, Neil and I put together a uh, roughly 10-minute video that recaps all the major news that we reported on on the website. Uh, I do the reporting while Neil rants about something that's uh, topical and something that got under his skin. But uh, so far, we've produced two reports so far, with the second one being light years better than the first, uh, thanks to your feedback. And we'll continue to try to improve them. So uh, you can find them on the website or via YouTube. And we'd appreciate uh, getting your help, getting the word out to fans who might not know about it. And hey, if you want to advertise, bring it on. Yeah, definitely. We could uh, do with a sponsor. <laughs> okay, well, uh, last week we once again broadcast live over the internet doing our Radio KL live show. And we managed to chat to a few people uh, on on online via Skype and uh, we discussed this month's big question which was do you think we need more Kryptonians in the world of Superman and here's a snippet from last week's live show topic today is uh, whether or not you think Superman needs more Kryptonians uh, looking at the comics especially in regards to the third Kryptonian story and uh, with Chris Kent the uh, adopted son, if you like, of uh, Lois and Clark, uh, being the son of uh, General Zod. Uh, what are your feelings on that? On the, all of that, Neil? Well, so far, um, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what they reimagine Superwoman. Even though I'm reading that she's been uh, redone a lot in over the years and never really consistently, so it might be some kind of attempt, like um, like they did with Supergirl, to make her a solid continuity-based kind of. You know, not all over the place, reimagining for three months and then disappearing kind of thing. And then, uh, but but the story itself, I'm not really digging on Busiek's um, uh, stories for the most part. But I'm hoping that it'll be a, a great story. Um, and Chris Kent, uh, did you mention Chris Kent yet? Or yeah, I did. I said uh, that he's the son of yeah. General Zod. Uh, yeah, I thought you had. I, I didn't know if I was hallucinating there. <laughs> no, but uh, Chris Kent. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, they they just haven't seemed to do, do have done much with them yet. So it depends on what they're planning to do with them. For me, um, I'm hoping that uh, they act kind of um, uh, how to put this. It's hard to say. I hope they kill the child because that's not what I mean. <laughs> but um, I hope that they make him actually kind of a thing that happens and then goes away for whatever reason um, because of the fact that I see that um, when you give a character a kid like Batman or Superman, that's something you do in the far-flung future. It's kind of hard to make them parents, and I never really see the Superman figure as opposed to like the ultimate father figure. And, and you might think I'm saying the same thing, but I do see a distinction there because I think that um, 
to be the ultimate guy who can solve every problem, you can't be having to solve your kid's runny nose problem all the time. It's kind of uh, two separate spheres for me. Yes. In regards to uh, Chris Kent, uh, they seem to have adopted him pretty quickly into the comic books, and uh, it seems uh, it's been taken on pretty quickly and without uh, much... uh, well, I suppose we haven't really seen that whole storyline being panned out yet uh, with all the chopping and changing in regards to uh, that whole storyline in the scheduling of the comics. Yeah, they, um, they, they really don't... Um, like I said, they haven't really gotten into it too much. I haven't really found too much to like about them other than, hey, look, it's a kid, and it's named after Christopher Reeve, and it's Zod's kid, so Superman's saving him. There's, there's kind of a beneficent thing there to it, but... Um, there are a lot of issues that aren't being directly confronted that uh, typically have not been confronted since we went back to a kind of a more Silver Age Superman with, um, like, just issues like what would a kid do with power when a kid gets petulant, a kid does some awful things, you know, and that's something that one of the reasons why I liked the um, actually, you know, human with no powers Clark until he was about 18 was because it solved that problem, and now that, that issue is really raised here and it hasn't been confronted. It's more like, oh, look, the novelty of a kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think we've got our first person ready to uh, to listen to talk to us, and that is Neil Cole, who is the webmaster of another Superman website. Uh, Our good friend Neil Cole from Superman Supersite. So uh, let's get Neil on, and I'll just add him to our conference call here. Neil, are you there? Neil Cole, that is. Yes. Yes. Oh, hey. Yes, I am. Hey, Neil, welcome to Radio KAL Live. Thanks for having me. Just want to say uh, congratulations on the success of your site as well. It's going very well, and uh, it's always good to have a fellow Superman webmaster join us on the show. It's my pleasure. I appreciate you letting me call in and everything. I definitely congratulate you on all the success your site's had as well. Thank you. Now, in regards to today's topic, uh, what do you think of... uh, a third Kryptonian, or Chris Kent, or the whole idea of having more Kryptonians in the world of Superman? Um, I think it's getting a little bit uh, crazy, so to speak. I mean, they've already got such an established, extended family as it is. And the introduction of other characters uh, just seems to be a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you a fan of having uh, Kara, Supergirl, or do you just think Superman should be the last son of Krypton and the only survivor of Krypton? Well, the Supergirl character is always good to have just for more storylines to be available. And with just Superman, you kind of be stuck with just the one character. Mm-hmm. I think Supergirl opens up a whole other series of stories to be told. I mean, her background and Kal-El's are so different. Uh, in terms of how they arrived here on Earth. And the storylines and everything are just uh, kind of independent unto themselves. So having her as another character is, uh, I consider, a good thing. But adding more characters uh, just at this point, with so many already established, uh, I just really don't think that right now is a good time to continue to add even more when you already have so many others that you know so well. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it's uh, because it's a similar character in terms of, like, Supergirl, Superwoman? Um, would it be different if it were something like, oh, God, shudder to say it, but, like, say Beppo? Well, um, <laughs> uh, no, not really. I mean, uh, 
I, I like the, uh, the the Supergirl character. Um. Well, thanks, Neil. I uh, appreciate you uh, chatting with us on Radio KL Live, and uh, good luck and continued success with your website. You too, and I look forward to meeting both of y'all uh, in Metropolis next year. Yeah, already good. got my reservations in, just as yourself, so um, see y'all there next June. It's going to be a blast. Cool. That was Neil Cole from uh, supermansupersite.com, so we appreciate him joining us on the show today. Hello, Michael. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Excellent. Great to speak to you again. Thanks for joining us. How are you all? Good, very well. I uh, just wanted to ask you your opinion on this whole third Kryptonian or Chris Kent or even more Kryptonians in the Superman universe. What's your opinion on it all? Well, as somebody who started during the whole, you know, Superman is the only Kryptonian left in the universe, I'm kind of sorry for that, that I don't really mind all that much. I don't trust it. I don't trust it to be permanent in any form. I think Chris is going to be the he's doing it in general, but I think this is just Jeff Johns is in their attempt to see what it would be like for Superman to have a kid. Mm. I mean, if this were 10 years ago, I would say it would be permanent, but I, I just, just I don't think it all is going to be staying with her next year. Yeah, now, now that things are already being done with her, um, and Joe Kelly is on the book, I, I've had over the past few countdown influence. You know, I've been really thinking about it lately, and I think one of the things that I liked about, you know, the the Superman of 10, 15 years ago was that they were actually trying to take him forward and progress the character, That's what, you know, especially with his relationship with Lois and getting married. So the next step after getting married is having kids, and I don't think that just because you have a kid that it would be in any way kind of... Um, you know, trying to think of the word to use here. I don't think it would really hurt the story if it was done right. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, I'd be in favor there. of it if it was done, you know, in a manner. Well, we appreciate you talking with us, Michael, and uh, appreciate you joining us again. Yeah, thanks a lot. It was great. Okay, well, that was uh, Michael Bailey, uh, a regular on Radio KL Live in our first four shows, but uh, he's one of the writers and reviewers on supermanhomepage.com, and uh, we appreciate Michael taking time to talk to us. Uh, let's see, we've got um, we've got a lot of people who unfortunately don't have microphones to speak to us, but are messaging me on Skype and uh, wanting to uh, have their say, got opinions on the matter. Um, we've got another Michael who goes by the name of Superman3445 who uh, unfortunately doesn't have a microphone but uh, says he has lots of opinions. So if you want to type away, guys, and, uh, and send me text messages, I can uh, read those out loud to our uh, to our listeners and um, you can participate in the show that way. So thank you once again to everyone for listening to Radio KAL Live. We haven't decided at this point in time whether the live broadcast will continue, it's, uh, we're taking on a lot of uh, new projects and we're doing the new speeding bulletin uh, video uh, news reports and we're looking to uh, incorporate some of the ideas that we've started with uh, Radio KAL and speeding bulletin and maybe combine them or, or use uh, 
you know, different approaches. So bear with us. We're trying to bring you the best Superman website we can, the best Superman fan community that we can, and get you guys interactive with us so that we're not just uh, talking heads speaking directly at you and giving you the news, but also wanting to get your opinions and your feedback on what you want in the Superman world. So thank you, Neil. I uh, appreciate your uh, your input again with Radio KL Live. Thanks, Steve, and if you guys want us to continue and if you guys have been enjoying it, be sure and leave comments and let Steve know because we're kind of trying to figure out what we want to do with this and your input is very valuable. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we uh, we really want to, to you know try to do all these new things and use the technology that's available for, to make it a better community for us all. But uh, we need your feedback, we need your, uh, your opinions on whether or not we're uh, spending our time wisely in these endeavours so that uh, we know you know, where best we can put our efforts towards giving you uh, what we think uh, will be in the best interest of Superman fans. And uh, we need your feedback to know where we're going with that. So thanks again for listening, everybody. Thanks, Neil, once again for hosting the show with me. And thank you to all our thanks, callers who, uh, who participated in the show today. And uh, God willing, we'll be again back next week Sorry, next month with the Radio KL Live, but uh, we'll make that decision based on your feedback. Let's start with the big question. We've been asked to bring back the big question segment for people who don't get uh, to participate in the uh, Radio KL Live broadcast. So, what's uh, this month's question, Neil? Well, we decided to go with what villain, in your opinion, is Superman's greatest nemesis? This can be physically or mentally or just cool factor. You know, just your favorite Superman villain. Uh, excellent. So if you want to have your say about this big question, you can submit your answer by clicking on the big question button found at the Radio KL webpage at supermanhomepage.com or you can send in uh, uh, an MP3 file using that same button and we'll include the best ones in next month's Radio KL show and ask the same question during the Radio KL Live broadcast later in November, before the next podcast. Steel stretches himself to the limit. I've got something. Down by Pier 38. Blue and white. He's all over the place. If you're too tired, we can... No, I'm not letting him get away again. Lois delves into Supergirl's disappearance. It's about Kara. Why would you want to talk about her? I know that you know. Dr. Anderson sets the stage. We prepared something for just such an occasion. Oh, yes, indeed. It was not just socks off it. With your socks cleaned off and across the roof, I say. And Superman finally meets Zod. This planet is going to explode, Zod. Time is running out. You are a disgrace to everything Krypton stands for. Action, mystery, a musical interlude, and one of Superman's greatest foes all come together in Superman, The Last Son of Krypton, issue 34, premiering October 31st, 2007, at supermanhomepage.com. Kara has some difficult questions to answer. So what happened to them? The punks from the convenience store. I'm not sure. My, uh, friend put them somewhere. 
look, there's there's been a misunderstanding. What did you say your friend's name was? His name? Oh, uh, his name, right. It's, uh, Tally. We need to take him into custody. He doesn't even have a gun on him. At, at least, I don't think he does. Supergirl, Lost Daughter of Krypton, Issue 6, Subterfuge and Suspicion. Premiering October 31st, 2007 at supermanhomepage.com. Last month's super secret soundbite came from one of Neil's favourite Smallville episodes, the fifth season episode, Thirst. Hey, uh, what? <laughs> Eleven people uh, guessed it right, and they were Jeffrey Taylor, Brandon Wigginton, Stephen Holmes, Justin Samatsis, DJ Goofy, Tiffany Brayford, Tom Murphy, Andrew Maitland, Ismail Perez, Hazal Martinez, and Sean Hemmings. Congratulations on winning the contest, guys, and condemnations for remembering anything about thirst. <laughs> Let's see how many people can guess which episode of Smallville this sound comes from. What is my deal with emotionally unavailable weekend warriors? Okay, if you think you know which episode of Smallville that sound came from, then click on the Super Secret Soundbite button at the Radio KL webpage at supermanhomepage.com and send your entry in. Each person who gets it right will have their name read out in next month's show. Time for the Superman Song of the Month. Yeah, I believe you got a song from Begin Bracket is End Bracket this month, right? Yeah, thanks to the guys from uh, that uh, that band. <laughs> Strange name, but uh, they agreed to allow us to uh, play their song titled Someone Sued Superman here on Radio KAL. <laughs>
my friends, is all we have time for on Radio KAL this month. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Remember, if you do have any ideas for the show, uh, topics you'd like Neil and I to discuss, a song suggestion or a big question suggestion, you can email us by clicking on the KAL mail icon at the Radio KAL webpage and we'll definitely try to include them in a future show. Thanks, Neil. Thank you, Steve. You take care. And everybody else, be good to each other. You stay classy. Blood rain, locusts, and famine. You've been listening to Radio KAL from supermanhomepage.com. <laughs>